I don't know. I just, I realized how important it was to acknowledge that this chapter is done and a new one is beginning. If you're a person who's heard the word no from a boss, an ex, a team that cut you, a job market that didn't want you, an accident or diagnosis that left you debilitated and depressed, or felt paralyzed by any setback that you just weren't willing to accept, this is the show for you. 10,000 No's is a roadmap built by guests who have blazed trails, silenced critics, and overcome the odds by facing down their fears and transforming their failures into fuel. I don't care if you're young or old, healthy or sick, there is always an opportunity for growth. This is Matthew Del Negro, and you're listening to 10,000 No's. All right. Thanks again for being with us here at 10,000 No's. Always appreciate you listening, spreading the word. Um, All of the feedback, I really want to take a minute to... Thank all of you for the incredible feedback, the iTunes reviews, and um, what what I really enjoy that's beginning to happen here is it's it's starting to become a community and a back and forth. Uh, for those of you that listened to the solo episode a couple of weeks ago, it was a response, a long response that I had to a letter that I received from a listener, and. Um, my wife heard the episode and said, I don't know, you seemed a little aggressive in the beginning of answering. And I said, oh, I didn't mean to be aggressive. I was actually just really felt like I was answering the questions and and giving it thought. And um, what made me so happy is that that woman that had written the letter listened to the episode and was really appreciative and responded to me and I actually still have not responded back to her as of this recording but there's a back and forth happening and it, it if really uh, I did not know that that was something that was going to be created when we began the show um, almost two years ago but I love that it's happening uh, I got a letter from a woman in Perth Australia who says she has been listening for months now and and listens whenever she's in the car. And I'm just, uh, it really is wild to me that somebody across the world could be listening to this and, and being affected in a good way. So thank you for writing in. She actually, um, listened to a episode with Xander Fryer, a past guest who I've also coached with. And I, um, I sent the response to Xander and he was so excited that he was going to reach out to the woman. And, um, she, she really took a risk. She was afraid to write in and, um, she did write in. I responded. I was a little delayed in my response, but, um, I will always make the effort to respond. So if, you know, you are thinking of taking the risk and reaching out, whether it's to me or someone else that you're, you know, maybe there's somebody else that's in your field that you want to reach out to, always take the risk. I mean, it's, um, you you can't take it personally. If someone doesn't respond, usually that person is busy or they're overwhelmed with, um, incoming mail or whatever it might be. Don't, don't take that as a loss. I mean, just put it out there. I think, uh, as long as you're not expecting anything in return, I think you give yourself the option of some good coming from it when you take that risk, uh, reminding myself of that as well. I also, um, we're going to talk today about 
celebrating milestones. And this is a result of me having just attended my 25th college reunion at Boston College. And then my son having, uh, I don't know if they called it a graduation. I think they called it a culmination, uh, the end of his fifth grade. And he's going into middle school. And I had a lot of thoughts swirling around about this. So I'm titling it, How Celebrating Milestones Can Help You Stay on Track. Um, One of the things that that reunion Uh, A buddy of mine from college who I have not been in touch with, his wife uh, I met, and she's really been listening, and their daughters have been listening, and it's crazy to me. And so I want to give a shout out to Jenny. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling me how much you you like the show and that it's helping in some way. Uh, Todd is another guy that I went to school with, and he has reached out to me on on Facebook, which I am notoriously terrible for uh, responding on Facebook. But uh, we've had a little back and forth, and then when we saw each other face-to-face, he was very kind. So thank you, Todd. It's really cool to hear that people are listening and feel like they're a part of something. So let's start with the reunion. Um and there's going to be a point to all of this, so so hang in there with me. Uh, I've never been to a reunion uh, in my life, one of my own. I went to my wife's 10-year college reunion. I knew a bunch of her friends, and uh, that was fun, but it was different because it wasn't mine. Um, this was a real trip to see people and realize that everyone has had their own drama, their own triumphs and tragedies. And it's really, it's very moving when I ended up going to New York from Boston and I took a train down and I just stared out the window and thought about all of the time that's gone by since I graduated and then all the people that I saw in this short period of time and um, all the different stories and where people are in their lives. And, and then was reflecting on on all the memories, the you know, the laughs I had with old friends and connecting and and bonding. And some of them I've seen over the years. We we've hung out with our families, with our kids, and some I haven't seen. And um either way, when you have those shared experiences and you get back together, it's it's like you don't miss a beat. And there's something really, I think, uh good for the spirit in doing something like this. So I, I suggest to you, um, if you do have a reunion coming up, wh- whatever it might be, uh, g- give it some thought before you say no the way of I have. I've always just said, eh, I don't really want to, I don't know, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go. And then finally this year, um, I'm not sure what it was, but I'm really happy that I went. And um, that was then coupled with this graduation for my son from fifth grade. He's going into middle school next year. And I honestly have mocked the fact that there's a graduation for fifth grade. I feel like, you know, this day and age, everything is is, is sometimes just overdone with the kids, with sports and with extracurricular activities and, and, you know, awards and, and all of it is sometimes you get lost in all of these awards and, and, and all of these, you know, it's, it's, it's overwhelming. It's too much with the milestones and everything. So I've kind of been mocking it. Like, really? I, I thought, you know, you go from fifth grade, you go into sixth grade, you know, do, do you have to have a graduation? But I really, I really, it hit me in a different way. 
And it made me think enough to want to record this episode about it. Um, I think my mentality, it, it goes back more to the the old school kind of, you know, you should be chipping away and grinding it out and don't celebrate and, and just, you know, keep going. It's weak to pat yourself on the back and all of that. And I, I don't know. I, I think in some ways I was wrong. Um, there are, I don't know. I just, I realized how important it was to acknowledge that this chapter is done and a new one is beginning. And it marks the progress. I mean, there were pictures from the kids from when they were in kindergarten till now, and and you see it in front of you, the all of the growth and the change, and you start to think about all the the ups and downs, even in that little span from you know uh, five years old till uh, eleven or twelve years old. Um, it so much has has gone on and and especially at that age so much has changed with what they're interested in and and the things that they are maybe now feeling strong about and a couple of years ago they were struggling with and um it was really moving and i i thought about it i thought this is really just a it's it's kind of another form of gratitude and being present with wherever you are right now, how far you've come, how far you still want to go. It's something that we talk about on this show all the time is gratitude and being present and allowing for this celebration and the emotion is a reminder of the why of the journey, you know, and it may seem like it's soft or, or it's, it's just a, you're taking a break or, you know, this is fluff. And, and partially that's true. I mean, I my kids didn't do any work, I feel like, for the last three weeks. It was like a party every day. But it also kind of serves to, to fill the well back up and to, to fire you up to move on to the next task at hand. And there's always going to be a new one at hand, whether you're an adult, you know, or whether you're listening right now and, and like me, you have kids. There's always going to be something to do that's in front of you. Always. There will always be some next next thing that you're going to have to do. But sometimes the looking around and acknowledging your progress is going to be more beneficial than if you just continue to put your nose to the grindstone and and keep working without looking up. And as I sat there, I thought of Kathy Heller, who you may have heard me interview. I've also been on her podcast. She's got this wildly successful podcast, and she did a party. She threw a party for her 100th episode, and it was a big celebration, and she had past guests show up, and some of them were musicians, and they played songs, and people sang, and it was it was really, I remember thinking, oh, I, would, I wouldn't have done this, but she did it, and it was... It really marked all of her, the, the success that she had had. And then she also recorded it and used it as, as another episode. And in a way, it was really so perfect because it was a celebration and it was work too. And it makes you wonder, how can we make the celebration and the work the exact same thing? Can we do that? And I think if you can do that somehow, you've really succeeded. 
if if what feels like a celebration is also the work that you're doing. And um, th- this end of the chapter of elementary school for my son and, and his classmates is also the beginning of middle school. And they're all looking at middle school and, you know, they're excited, they're scared. It's going to be a lot bigger. It's, you know, there's going to be new kids there. And there was a a sermon at church yesterday that was all about new beginnings, the renewal of all things, that that's the most important message. Um, And it got me thinking about the power of story and how a lot of what so many of my past guests talk about is the stories that they tell themselves and the stories that they tell the world, how we can choose which story to tell. That's really what separates the people we want to be from the people that we're glad we're not in a lot of cases, the way they present their story, which is how someone like Rob Whitaker, whom I I interviewed a long time ago, was able to take a stage four colon cancer diagnosis and turn it into permission to really go live and savor every moment he had left. And sadly, he has since passed away. But if you go back and listen to that conversation we had, you'll hear a man who was scared and yet truly alive, very courageous. And and he he took it on headfirst and he told the story that this was his opportunity to really go live for himself and for his family. And the reverse is true for many people that we know who either look at everything that they have and, and, and everything that they do as a curse or a burden, or they just keep grinding, but they never stop to smell the roses. And truthfully, we're all a combination of all of the above. But my suggestion to myself as well is strive to tell the most empowering story for yourself that you can. What's the worst that happens you're wrong and people snicker that you fell short of what you were trying to to attain. But isn't that better than being miserable and living small and scared and half alive? And hopefully telling that story over and over has the power to transform you into the person you want to be, which should really just be the best version of who you are. There's no need to be someone else, just you. And what I what I really loved about the culmination, as they called it, as these former fifth graders stood there staring down their future in the, in the middle school, our principal's message sounded like something ripped from the show notes of 10,000 No's. And it made me feel good. It made me feel like I was onto something back in July of 2017 when I hit record and verbally puked out what eventually became episode one of this show, that you're going to learn some things, you're going to forget some things, be good at some things, fail at some things. You'll be up and down and all around. And just when you think you got the answer, you'll be challenged by a new obstacle. But the most important thing you can learn is to keep taking that next step. Fall down, get back up, dust yourself off, keep going. But someone else already put this more poetically than I could, so I'm going to end with the end of a book that my sister gave me when I graduated college all those 25 years ago and that my wife's sister gave her when she graduated her college because Dr. Seuss had it right. Here it is. You'll get mixed up, of course, as you already know. 
you'll get mixed up with so many strange birds as you go. So be sure when you step, step with care and great tact. And remember that life's a great balancing act. Just never forget to be dexterous and deft and never mix up your right foot with your left. And will you succeed? Yes, you will indeed. 98 and three quarters percent guaranteed. Kid, you'll move mountains. So, be your name Bucksbaum or Bixby or Bray or Mordecai Ali Van Allen O'Shea. You're off to great places. Today is your day. Your mountain is waiting. So get on your way. That, of course, is from Oh, the Places You'll Go by Dr. Seuss. And that is also the end of our episode. Thank you so much for listening again. Thanks for all the iTunes reviews and emails and DMs. You guys are inspiring me with your responses. We've got some cool interviews coming down the pipeline, but we're also going to be mixing it up with these shorter solo episodes a little bit over the summer. So definitely drop us a line at info at 10,000nos.com. If there are any topics you want us to cover or guests you'd like to suggest, the show is always going to be a work in progress and you're part of the equation so if you are considering sending a letter send it we'll do our best to respond in as timely a manner as possible and also to somehow weave it into the narrative of the show in some way shape or form for now enjoy your week and we'll see you next friday 